There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. That rose ceremony, he had a couple drinks, and his body was like, feed me! You haven't given me any food! Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Okay, now before we start, just a reminder to please keep your voices low and just do not say the name of a certain luxury real estate agent from Tulsa. We do, in fact, have security standing by, um, our producer Nick, a real muscle man, but we just don't want to cause a scene at our studio in the middle of taping. And as we saw on the Men Tell All last night, no number of security guards can calm the meat rage. But fortunately for all of you, we have the ultimate guest recapper, behind-the-scenes source, wise mediator, and, of course, devastatingly charming and huggable Bachelorette contestant, Wells Adams, on the phone today to walk us through last night's harrowing affair. Yes, you asked and asked and asked and asked, and so did we. And <laughs> we were, we begged, and... Um, it's happening. I'm getting a little bit choked up. I, you know, we didn't have him in studio, just over the yeah, phone. He joined um, us from Nashville, and we do have that wonderful interview a little bit later in the show. And first, we're just going to quickly, for those of you who, I don't know, watched the powerful uh, Democratic National Convention coverage instead, just hit the quick top notes of what happened last night, and then we're going to really get into it with Wells. So first up... What happened last night, Emma? <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't ask uh, you because you were also watching the Democratic Convention. Yeah, I was really going going <laughs> back and forth. It was a serious contrast between women smashing the glass ceiling and men um, berating each other for having any emotional sensitivity. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was um, a trying time flipping back and forth. But I'm deeply dedicated to my job. Yeah. And what I did see was a lot of Chad, which I think we can kind of mostly skip over because we'll get into it with Wells. Yeah. We do need to address his— There, there are a few, like, interactions little, right. he has with some of the guys that we that we want to address. He called Grant Daryl. Yeah. Okay. There's some weird And he does it again on Twitter. Going on he there. He has a tweet where he says that he took 
Jen, Grant's ex, away from Daryl. Daryl, again, is not Grant's name. As not might close. As might be expected from the fact that his name is Grant. Um, so, and what's the deal with this? Is it like a very elaborate psychological ploy to shake him? Or does he just know one other black guy named Daryl? I would guess the latter. Like, it's just so... I mean... There's no context that, like, no, you can even There's begin. no context. Daryl it, isn't a similar weird. name. <laughs> there's no one else named Daryl on the show. And I guess the other big Chad thing, which you sort of just touched on, is mm-hmm. that he very explicitly goes after um, some of the men, both ones who are there and not there, for things that they've done outside of the context of the show, which is sort of interesting given that that basically never happens. Mm -hmm. But mostly it was just Chad's ploy to make himself seem like a good guy because apparently some of the other guys have done things that are shitty, which Mm -hmm. that is not how that works. It's also like sort of a blackmail technique. And I guess he's this is his workaround that he's found to not being able to punch people on camera is since the show filmed, he's gone and, quote unquote, gotten dirt on everyone so that when they start to criticize him, he can say, pump your brakes, James Taylor. I got dirt on you, buddy. And it's like, first of all, what? What are you talking about? And second of all, that is not a an appropriate way to deal with conflict. No, I'd say we, we'd we call that some light blackmailing. Yeah. So we did a little bit of digging because, you know, we are investigators mm-hmm. here on this podcast. And it there does seem to be some nuggets of truth, as we have addressed here before, mm-hmm. to the idea that Grant uh, and Robbie individually left their girlfriends, perhaps in yeah. order to come on the show, and that there's just some weirdness with their exes. Yeah. And Two things with Jen, people who know her have said that she tried to was looking at getting a job on The Bachelor. Grant urged her not to do that, secured a place on The Bachelorette and then dumped her. Not a great look. If he also true, said but difficult to confirm. Right. We're not sure. He also said last night that he dated her for less than a year, though friends of hers who have spoken to Reality Steve, as well as um, Stasi, who has a podcast, who apparently knows Jen. It seems that the relationship was longer than that and that they were perhaps even looking to get engaged at some point. Yeah. Although, like, my feeling on this is always it's not it doesn't speak well of Grant or also Robbie if they dumped their ex to go on the show, whatever that means. But, like, Bala dodged, man. Like, he's not that into you and is not someone that you want to be with if he would dump you to go on the show. So we should probably be more concerned about the women that they're dating on the show. Yeah. And, like, women they're dating in the future. In the future. Like, I would probably never date Grant. So I, I think the conclusion that Claire and I came to is that, like, these guys might be a little bit sketchy, but also that doesn't excuse Any of Chad's consistently gross, aggressive, misogynistic behavior. And he's really just using them as, yeah, as blackmail leverage. Like, And he's doing this thing with with Hope, Robbie's ex, where he says— And with Jen. But with Hope, he does this specific thing where he says, oh, yeah, like, Robbie's—I know he's threatened her. 
I'm just putting that out there. Take it for what it is. Oh, right. Which what? You can't just put that out there. Threat can a threat can mean so many things. And it's a very nasty accusation to throw out. Right. So Hope did actually send an email to Reality Steve when he requested an interview, which he posted in full. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago. And it reads, unfortunately, I will not be able to follow through with the interview requested. It has been brought to my attention by the opposing party that further actions on my part will result in negative consequences. Many people, including myself, have been deeply hurt by the situation, and I don't want to add to or prolong the negativity. I never signed up for my previous relationship to be advertised to the world, nor did I sign up to have America judging my past as well as my future. Only Robbie and I know the words spoken in events leading up to our breakup towards the end of January. I hope you can respect my wishes to move on. And she really throws in that little nugget there, too, that they broke up at the end of January. Um, and there there are some social media posts that seem to back this up, but it goes against the, the timeline that Robbie, super honest Robbie, has been giving JoJo. So um, Robbie's a yeah. sketch ball. Yeah. And, uh, and Chad sounds, is it sounds still like, using these women to yeah. get at the guys. And honestly, I just... These women deserve better than that. Yeah. Chris asked if he was in serious, intimate relationships with the two women, which is a term that he was using really cavalierly last night. And Chad said he isn't about to marry them in three weeks, but, like, he thinks they're really beautiful and wonderful. And he didn't like that some guys had screwed them over by breaking up with them. So, like, that's how he's going to fix it, I guess, is by dating all of them at once really publicly and using painful parts of their past seems, in a public way to get revenge like on people really, he doesn't like. Seems like a really thoughtful plan. Yeah, but he's the one of the good ones. My favorite part of last night was I thought that JoJo brought it. Like, she was awesome last night. She responded really thoughtfully to all of the questions that especially Chase and Luke threw her way because they're the most, you know, recently dumped. And... She didn't even dignify Chad's, you know, goading of her with a response. She said, this is what he wants. Like, I, he's not worth my breath. And I thought yeah. that that was just such a classy response. And, like, she's a badass. That was, like, a shining moment for JoJo. And Peak JoJo. There have been a lot of moments where, you know, JoJo and I don't have a lot in common. I get frustrated with her whole I'm a traditional girl and I just want – my older brothers and my dad and my man to protect me thing. It's not me, but she handled that situation in the most empowered, smart, competent way. She clearly does not need a man to swoop in and protect her. Yeah. None of those. (laughs) She's got it. None of the men there handled Chad better than she did. And Agreed. Yeah. She really, she killed it. Um, Yeah. And, uh, We got some previews of Paradise, which looks really spicy. The couples that that I spotted were Jared and Kayla, which makes me wonder if whether Kayla was referring to Jared when she told us last week that she was seeing someone. I hope so. I really hope so. They're they're both just like beautiful sweethearts and they need to be cushioned in a beautiful, like soft cocoon of love. I know. What a great, what a great match. I'm still holding yeah. out for Jubilee. I want her to find love. Yeah. But we didn't we get did, We did see her. We did see her, but not. Was she with someone? Evan? It was hard to tell. I think so. Oh. I think we saw her. Chad and Lace. 
Chad and Lace. Ugh. He was like saying, I got muscles, I got money, and thrashing her around in a pool. So she is hopefully still alive. We also saw Grant and Lace. Yeah, and he apparently got pretty far with her and then also embarrassed her. So he says that he loves Lace, but is it enough? We don't know. Nick, Vile, and um, Amanda. Amanda I, like, really want Nick to just find love, you guys. I, I, I want this to be his last appearance because he finds love and, and everything I would love out. to see him just really go out on a high note. Yeah, me And too. I would love him to come on our show maybe, during the season. Maybe with, like, a, a beautiful fiancé who— we did like, see a lot of um, holding of <laughs> engagement rings. Yeah. I've got my fingers crossed for him. And then, of course, we saw some Ashley I and Wells action. Yeah. I don't even know what to think about that. But um, I just want Wells to be available to date, like, all of my favorite women. And it's tough because there's only one of him. And uh, there are a lot of lot of people in the world and just one Wells. Not enough to go around. You know, it's a struggle we all have to go through and confront. Yeah. But speaking of Wells and how little of him there is to go around. (laughs) He did dedicate um, about an hour of his time to speaking to us today. You've all been waiting for it. We're waiting for it. Here it is. Wells joins us from Nashville to talk about mental all and The Bachelorette. Enjoy. Right, so we're joined today by the wonderful Wells Adams, which should make everyone in the entire world very happy. Everyone has been so excited to have him come on the podcast, and so are we. Thank you so much for joining us today, Wells. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So there's a lot to talk about today, obviously, and we saw a lot happen last night. But before we dive into our recap, we just kind of have to ask you, you've been sort of the sleeper hit of The Bachelorette. Like, you're, you're <laughs> huge on the internet. I'm not sure if you've realized. <laughs> have you been at all surprised by, by the response you've gotten to being on the show? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. And I think it's because I am so much different than, like, the regular maybe contestant on the show. Um, like I don't have like fantastic abs and like wonderfully coiffed hair. (laughs) So I think they're just like, oh, there's like a normal dude in there. Um, so I, I kind of attribute it to that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy that, that people, um, like even like me, it's funny that, uh, I was able to get everyone to like me except the one person that I was trying to get (laughs) to like me. (laughs) But, like, you only – it's better to have millions of women than one. I think that we can all agree on yeah. that. Strength in numbers. And it's like I always like to say, fantastic abs are really in the eye of the beholder, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there are – like, there is a six-pack underneath this, like, little layer of fat that I've got, you know? Yeah. There's no limit to the number of pack that you have under there. There could be a 12-pack. Right, it's pack. all about potential. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so, like, Very true. how for our listeners who are striving out there, how did you get to be so great? <laughs> um, well, see, I would argue that I'm not that awesome, um, and I think everyone is just um, has just been fo- fooled, I, I suppose. But um, humility, I don't know. So, is number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> self, we're taking self, notes here. <laughs> self-deprecation is key, guys. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm um, I'm the youngest of five, so um, I'm used to like I don't know um, trying to like voice my opinion with a lot of people around me, I guess, and like cut through the noise. And I think I think that helped. And I have really cool siblings and awesome parents, and I I think that um, they all kind of play a role in in my personality, I guess. So how did you end up on the show in the first place? Did you, like, get drunk and, you know, just apply one night? Did someone submit you? No. my So my brother, my oldest brother, Brett, was supposed to be on the show years ago. And, like, he would have been so much better at this than I am. Like, he is really, really, he's, like, the, the best-looking one in the family. He's, like, really tall, super gregarious, like, very outgoing. And he like bailed out at the last second and didn't go on the show. And when me and my ex broke up about a year ago, um, he like, he called me and he was like, Hey, I'm still friends with casting directors. Do you want to do this? And I don't know if your guys' listeners know, but I do radio in Nashville. I do a morning show and an afternoon show. We've heard. And I, I, um, I'll go like on casting calls to things, not to like get the parts, but to have like radio material and like make fun of the experience afterwards, you know? <laughs> and it started as that. I was like, well, if nothing else, I'm going to get some amazing like radio content out of like my audition for The Bachelorette, right? And then it started to kind of spiral out of control. And there was a moment where I was like, I think they might actually want me to do this show. And <laughs> then I bought in and I was, uh, I was excited, man. Yeah. So you yeah. went in basically as an investigative journalist and then ended up, you know, looking for love. Yeah. It's, it's a classic story. I know, right? Yeah. It's like never been kissed. <laughs> it is exactly like never been kissed. Except that she finally gets the kiss. And then the dude is like, I'm not going to come to the baseball stadium because it's been real. I saw this other hotter high schooler maybe with bigger boobs. I don't know. This is the most amazing analogy I've heard so far. I'm really excited about it. It just yes. like it just seems so right. Yeah. Uh, and so like honestly this kind of worked out because whether it's working out for you or not, it seems like it is. We are getting amazing podcast content out of you being on the show. So it kind of it all came full circle. Well, good. I'm always uh, I'm always game to help out other uh, radio folk. Yeah, <laughs> and also the Snapchat. We have gotten sent so many. Yes, you have times no idea. Snapchats. We've gotten emails. We've gotten Facebook messages and tweets, all directing yeah. us to your Snapchat recaps. I know. I. I did that. I didn't think about that. Do you understand? Like, I I was driving home one day for the first episode that I wasn't going to be on the show. And so I was excited because I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. So, like, they always say, I've been talking to, like, other Bachelor or Bachelorette contestants, and they always say that the, the best episode you'll ever watch is the first one where you're no longer on it. And <laughs> that was very, very true because I had no anxiety about what I said or did or what was going to be shown. So it was so much fun. And it was weird. The first Snapchat story I did didn't get a whole lot of views. And then the second one I did like explode, like millions of people are like interested in watching me get drunk and make fun <laughs> of my friends, which is insane. <laughs> and maybe what's wrong with our country right now. Or what's right with it. You know, yeah. who can say? I think it's really encouraging <laughs> that people... 
Because we also have like Chad fans, like the people wearing Chad for Bachelor t-shirts. Yes. I'm, really I'm more excited. concerned about yeah. those people. I'm excited to see a groundswell of support um, for watching you get drunk on Snapchat. So yeah. now that we've brought up Chad, we do have to get to the men tell all. And we're really excited to hear from you maybe a little bit more than we got to see because we know there's so much that gets cut out. Um yeah, do you know, you know what really got cut out that sucks was the fact that I was on a hot seat. And yes, they cut we out. wanted to that. hear about this. Yeah, we were going to ask you about this. So, um, so can just, what just say everything that you said <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> um, when Chris called me up to do it, I think I just laughed and tried not to be nervous and be like, well, I just wanted to wait for the perfect opportunity to kiss her. That's basically is that what, what, is that what he was asking you about? Yeah, he wanted to know about um, about why I waited so long to kiss her. And so, yeah, uh-huh. I had to kind of tell that story. That's fun. Yeah, isn't that nice? <laughs> to- I feel like he was being particularly last night like, so, Derek, you had a really humiliating exit. Would why you like to talk you about that? On that? Like, it was really, uh, he was just really poking people at their, their painful spots. Yeah, I know. it. It sucks, actually. Um, but it was also really fun to like see all those guys again and and kind of relive that. It's weird to watch the audience because they are so invested in <laughs> in this like weird world that we all signed up to do. And it was funny talking to people that were wearing like Chad for Bachelor shirts because that is crazy to me. Like I don't understand how anyone would. Well, I guess. It would be fun to watch that train wreck. It would be like a like a NASCAR race, right? Like everyone's just waiting for like the big crash at turn three. <laughs> Maybe that's what people want to see. I mean, but. what do you think would happen if he were the bachelor? There would be no other men around to threaten. To threaten. So how would all of that energy direct itself? You mean that rage? Yeah, <laughs> rage. <laughs> um God, I don't know. It would be I think it's been like written about in like revelations, like that would be the beginning of the end if Chad becomes the bachelor, like the seven horsemen of the apocalypse come and like, uh, I don't know, that would be that would be bad for the world. It would be. It kind of seemed like most of you guys have pretty good relationships with each other. But then Chad was a little bit of an outlier. (laughs) <laughs> a, little a little bit. A little a bit. A slight yeah. outlier. Okay, so I'll I'll kind of go through like my spiel about Chad to explain it. Um the the show really is a showcase of personality, right? Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to showcase all these guys, and then of course, obviously JoJo. Um I think that Chad is a bit socially inept and he also doesn't really know who he is. And if you don't know who you are, like for me, I have a very good sense of self. Like I know what I am. I'm the neurotic kind of skinny, uh, wacky morning show guy. Right. Like, and I, and I'll also like always want to try to keep the peace. Um, I don't think Chad knew who he was. And if you don't really know who you are, then you're, you're going to either try to be something that you think you should be, or you should, or you're just going to, look like a crazy person and I think the latter happened with Chad like he literally doesn't know who he is 
and he's trying to be something else. And it's really evident with like what he's doing to his body, right? Like he's completely changing the way he's like really made up to be like this crazy villainous ho- uh, ghost of him. I don't know. He's crazy, right? <laughs> so I think that everyone out there um, is, and I know this from doing my radio shows, that like honesty and authenticity um, is like the best way to go. Mainly because people can sniff out BS so easily. And I think that everyone could see that Chad was like not being real and it was just being kind of crazy. And I think he relished the role of being the villain. And it's funny, like it's so ironic that he's like, everyone's here wanting to be an actor or a model. And it's like, (laughs) you are projecting this all, right? You know, like this is all what you want, you know? You want to be a model and an actor. And it's just insane that, um, it sucks also too that like the world had to be subject to that because it brought out the bad in all of us. And there was a bunch of like really cool dudes there and... All like America got to see was like this insane human being um, and then making like all these sane human beings insane because of him instead of like the cool parts of all of us. And that really kind of bummed me out. Yeah, I mean, even last night, I think it was something like 45 minutes of the men tell all was taken up. I know. By Chad. Taken up by a guy who was there for three episodes, you know, like he was barely on the show. And seemed to come back last night, like, just ready to call out every person he had a grudge. I was looking forward to seeing people have some sort of back and forth with Chad, but he really has a very sort of conservative talk show host like Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. Once someone says something to me, I'm immediately going to start shouting at them until they stop. And so it was a little, it was really frustrating. I was like... How, what's the fun of having Chad here with a moderator and we're still not going to get to see any real argument? Yeah, it didn't quite feel like a dialogue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite. It was, re- it was really aggravating. I th- and I remember like I was talking to him. He kept on interrupting me and I said something to the effect of like America is sick of hearing you talk. Just shut up for a second and let me talk. Um, and I realized that didn't work either. So then my my course of action was to say really nice things because that was going to shut him <laughs> up. And that's that's the finally I was able to like shut him up by being like, I think you're a really great guy, and you got an opportunity to change like the pers- like the perception of you in paradise. And um, and finally he shut up and he let me say that. And I hope that he takes that opportunity to um, be a good guy. But I don't know yeah. if that's going to happen. I'm skeptical. Yeah. But he loves you now, so it's all good. Yeah. I know. That was that was terrifying. I was I didn't know if <laughs> he, that yeah, what is it like to, to be loved by Chad? Yeah. I know. I don't know. Like I I didn't know if that meant like I'm gonna come over later and eat your soul or something. <laughs> or give you know. candy. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? He was like acting very pouty. His demeanor was very pouty. And that was something even I didn't expect. I thought he'd come in a little more aggressive and there was a lot of sort of pouting his lip and <laughs> saying, oh, well, like, don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine, which is like very middle school child sort of thing. Or toddler-esque. Even. Is that something that you recognized from when he was on the show with you? Yeah, he wasn't overly like um, abrasive 
directly to us. He would kind of keep to himself and then he'd say like one or two things like really off the cuff that just like made no sense or was like super misogynistic or um or just insane and and so then people will be like wait what did you say and then <laughs> and then it would start you know it wasn't like he'd come in and be like jordan i'm gonna kill you he would he would just like eat his meat weigh and eat his meat and like do pull-ups and then he would say something that everyone would, would be like wait, wait what and then someone would ask him about it and then it would like spiral out of control that's how it always worked and that's kind of what i think what kind of happened at the mentel all he was eating yeah. at the mental. That was so weird when that happened in the house. Like, <laughs> I so don't... was it something you guys noticed consistently? Oh yes. Um, okay, so he brought a scale with him, and he would weigh his meat. And <laughs> oh my god! It was very scientific um, <laughs> and just so odd. So he would, yeah, he'd weigh everything. Everything was like. I don't know. He he had this crazy system about how he'd like lived his life. And yeah, he would weigh everything. And then what would happen like that night that he had the plate of meat in the rose ceremony and was just eating it. So what would happen was is he was like very regimented. Um, and then he had a couple of drinks. And once he had a couple of drinks, it would kind of all like all his inhibitions would kind of like fall away. And so that rose ceremony, I think he had a couple of drinks and he was just like, his body was like, feed me. You haven't given me any food. So I think, so finally he was just like, all right, I'm going to eat the meat. And so he kept on going and like putting his hands into like the charcuterie tray. And I think at some point oh someone was like, dude, get your grubby hands out of the tray. Just get a plate and put the meat on the plate and then just carry that around. And he was like, good idea. I'm going to do that. And like, that's how that happened. Like it wasn't some producer being like, you know, it'd be funny if this meathead ate a bunch of meat. No, he was just—he just did it naturally. Wow, yeah, that is really special. Wow, yeah. I mean, we did see him eat a yam once too, <laughs> so he—he he had range. He yeah, was, yeah, sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato. Oh, sweet potato. Well, same I, family. Yeah. Um, what about the moment where Nick be? Um, volunteers to fight chad on the show it seemed like it sort of came out of nowhere right did yeah. anything prompt that or was he just taking so, a stand yeah there's first of all you need to know that there's history between myself and nick benvenuti um we went to college together we played rugby together in college i've known you played that man. rugby i did i did wow i was really good back then too You're like i, I know onion. it doesn't in a, good, <laughs> no, in a so, good way. So many layers. So many layers. Um, yeah, so I've known him forever. And the thing, so Nick was a, is a phenomenal rugby. He still plays rugby. Uh, I quit when I broke my leg years ago. But he still plays. And the other thing that when, when we were in college and we travel around playing all these different teams in rugby, Nick would also enter in tough man fighting competitions. And him and his brother were phenomenal box, still are phenomenal boxers. So he is a really good fighter. And it didn't surprise me that he was like, I would love to kick your ass right now. And I would have liked, liked to have seen that because he would have destroyed Chad. Oh and I don't God. think Chad knows any of that back history. But yes, it was a little weird that he like did that. Like I, I don't know if you're, if you're watching my face when that happened. <laughs> I think I just put my hands, my, my my face in my hands. I was just like, oh, God, Nick, no, please. This is national television. It did get um, an amazing reaction from Chad, which was, 
We're wearing dress shoes. We're <laughs> we just going to fall over. It. It'll look stupid. <laughs> Which is just goes to show you he's very concerned with how he looks. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, we, we did get that. And Derek's yeah. pocket square didn't match his shirt, so. Nothing more shameful. Yeah. <laughs> if I know. everything Gasp. wears black, it all matches. I know. I, I, I don't know if he thinks he's Johnny Cash, but I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's not. He was like the black hat cowboy riding into town with that edit they were doing at the beginning. <laughs> I know, with the stupid whistling and stuff. Yeah. But see, hey, we're doing it right now. We're I know. I was going to say, yeah. we need we to move, move on. on. We need to talk about something other than Chad. Please. We have to take a super quick break, but don't leave. In a moment, we'll continue our conversation with the excessively dreamy Wells. He's going to tell us all about the weird flower-themed clique the frontrunners formed in the Bachelor Mansion. And this crazy radio chemistry between the three of us is going to radiate right out of your earbuds. So be careful. Electric. Yeah. Be careful. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or... Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like 
vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture 
recently our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Before we get back to the show, let's talk about finding Here to Make Friends on iTunes. If you haven't, now is a great time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart, which helps other people discover our show and, of course, get more Wells. All right, let's get back to our Wells love fest. Another thing that happened last night that I appreciated that you said was your kind of analytical interpretation of why Alex had maybe been a little bit overly aggressive once Chad left the house. Yeah. I think that was like one of the most coherent explanations, behavioral explanations we've maybe ever heard <laughs> are on you, the show. Yeah. Are you trying yeah. <laughs> to get a job as Chris Harrison's more involved replacement on the show? Because Chris um, Harrison is not really not doing fulfilling it for his me. role as a therapist well enough. Yeah, I um I don't know if I if I could do Chris Harrison's job. He's very good. He like comes in, says his thing, then he's out. Um, but yeah, like the thing with Alex, I really do, I really do believe what I said, and what I said was that he's lived his entire adult life in conflict because he's a war hero. And I think that he feels the most comfortable in that setting. And we praised him for vanquishing Chad. And then I'm, I'm assuming in his head, he was like, all right, I got a lot of positive affirmation for that one thing. Now I'm going to do it again and hopefully get the same result. And unfortunately it really didn't work because Derek is a really nice guy and Chad is a monster. So it's, uh, yeah, that, you know. What did you make of the breakdown of the Derek and Alex conflict where they showed a little bit more of the, the, little gathering that Derek had with them before the rose ceremony. And he's saying, you know, I'm just telling you guys, you look like assholes. And Alex is like, I told you he was trying to make us look like assholes. That wasn't really logical to me as a way to read the scene. Like what, what did you think of all of that? Okay. So at the end of the episode, they played like kind of like an outtake. It's me talking about the garden so that's what they're talking about, and it sucks that that was cut out um, of the show because that was a really funny and weird thing that was happening. So 
to kind of like give you the background, there was a room in the mansion that was uh, occupied by Alex, Chase, Robbie, James F., and Jordan, okay? And they all got roses every week. Like, no one from that room That's ever went home. a lot of front home. runners in one room. I know, right? <laughs> and James um, F. And James F. Yeah, exactly. So they... um. So they called their room the garden because they always got roses. And then oh it started to spiral into more douchebaggery where they named each other different flowers in the garden. So like Robbie was sunflower and uh, Jordan was tulips. Oh. And because uh, he has tulips. I guess. I don't know. And then um, Alex was wildflower. But that was ridiculous because wildflowers cannot be in a garden, obviously. <laughs> he doesn't know his horticulture very well. This um, is a, an amazing alpha male move that they named themselves flowers. Yeah. That's and just so, incredible. I, it was just so like the most machismo in one room is like naming each other flower i remember being like what are you guys doing and so for derek i think he was one he was like you guys look like a mean girls click and you the guys are kind of looks yeah you guys are gonna kind of look like it was so fetch uh you guys are gonna <laughs> kind of look stupid on tv i think it was partially that and then i also think that derek um didn't like the idea of there being like a cool kids club and you know, um, not getting to be involved in it. Um, I think more so than for the former than the, the latter. I think he really did think it was stupid. And then um, they were going to look stupid. And for me, I was like, I don't care that I'm not in the cool kids club because I'm used to not being in the cool kids club. Uh, I'm just offended because I think it's the lamest freaking thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. And I consider you guys friends. And the fact that you guys are calling each other flower names on national TV is insulting to like my comedic bone. So please yeah. stop doing this. It really is too bad that all of this got cut out. I wonder yeah. if they just figured it would make the people who JoJo liked best look kind of dumb. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I honestly just did a full body squirm of secondhand embarrassment <laughs> yeah. through that entire Very thing. cringy. Yeah. Yeah. I told them, too. I was like, I, I had a kind of a moment. It wasn't like Derek. Derek Derek chose his timing poorly for that because it was during a, ro a rose ceremony or a cocktail party. But at the end, it didn't matter because she canceled the cocktail party that night. Um, but I went up to all of them and I was like, cause we had a rule that if you make fun of someone during an interview, you got to go tell them, um, <laughs> just so there wouldn't be like weirdness afterwards. And I think I came up to everyone and I was like, Hey, just so you know, um, I've been making fun of your flower name for the past 45 minutes because, um, it's so freaking lame. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You, you, you know, it's lame too. Got it. Okay. Later. That's actually a really good rule. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. It, it, I don't think it actually was um, it was utilized. You don't think everyone uh, followed through on that? Well, apparently no. Chad didn't follow through on <laughs> yeah. it. No, of course not. Because of he's a good not. guy. He, he would yeah. never say that to your face. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm doing it again. Other things that happened. Vinny's mom. Yeah. I thought she only existed on Twitter to harass recappers. <laughs> but she's real. Wait, has Vinny's mom tweeted at you, Claire? No, but I do see her a lot. She's uh, tweeting at Possessionista a lot. I don't know. Uh, what did What did you think, Wells? Did you wish your mom had shown up to do that? Uh, no, I'm glad my mom. I love my mom to death, but I don't know if. <laughs> 
she probably would have done the exact same thing, actually, and been like, my boy is so great, and you missed out. Oh, you're so stupid, JoJo. Uh, she would have done the exact same thing. I'm glad my mom my mom wasn't there, though, because she would start crying, and, <laughs> and it would have been weird for national television. Yeah. Oh, but the, they, I, they would have loved that. I um, The first night, Vinny got real drunk and was very combative with everyone. And I remember saying, I hate this human being and I want nothing to do with him. Like they would. Wow. And I was like, I cannot stand this guy. He's such the stereotypical guy from New Jersey. And he's just like trying to be a jerk. And it was funny because by the time the show was over, uh, or at least I was gone, Vinny was one of my favorite people in the house. And it was, that's, a, that's a good like life lesson to like, you know, give people, you know, a second chance and stuff. He's Vinny is like one of the most rad dudes uh, I've ever come across. So that yeah. was funny. It's true because like I, when I saw him on The Bachelorette, I was like, his hair is so terrible. <laughs> but then he came on The Mental L and I, I was it's, like, he it's looks really great. been a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. If you talk to him, let, let him know. It was a, a good change. The new haircut is working. Yeah. Um, Vinny, Vinny's awesome. Like you, you guys don't know like the depths of of Vinsane. Um, like, <laughs> first of all, he's everyone. Everyone thinks he's a barber. He is a barber, and he was awesome. He would give us cuts throughout the entire time we were filming. Um, but he's also like a really good DJ. Like owns his own DJ company and has like a stable of other DJs. He's like really successful, and I didn't know that until like after the show. Oh, like in the in the greater New York City area. No, he lives down in Miami now. It's oh. perfect. Oh. To be honest with you. I'm just, I'm planning a wedding. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> DJ, DJ Vinsane. <laughs> DJ Vinsane is your man. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. I'm actually excited to get to see more of some of the guys this season. Yeah, I who think he, he'll be someone who might end up being really charming on Paradise. Yeah. Uh, so Paradise... You're you're gonna you're gonna keep your lips sealed about about <laughs> yeah. paradise because we we saw in the clips that you were making some some connections. Connections. Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your much more handsome older brother, Brett. Yeah, you exactly. Just switched places. You're yeah. like now it's your turn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously wasn't very good at this, Brett. Your turn. You're like, look, I, I've I've done enough. It's you got to take. Take if there's the anyone gotta, who could understand you bringing, make out. <laughs> if there's anyone who could understand bringing a sibling to paradise, it's Ashley I. So, yeah, right. yeah. Is that, that is, is that true. your storyline that like before you you weren't bold enough with your kissing, and now you've come to redeem yourself in Mexico? You got to watch, I guess. <laughs> I will say that like um, I had I had some regrets about how I handled myself on The Bachelorette and with JoJo especially and. Part of me wishes that I had um, tried to be more romantic with her earlier. Uh, it's funny, like at the time, I thought I was doing it right. Um, and then looking back, it's so evident how much stronger her relationships were with other guys. And that's why I didn't last very long because we didn't have a really, really strong connection uh, in comparison to everyone else. So... Yeah, you know, I wish there were some things that I had I had done a little bit differently. Should we expect some drunk Snapchat uh, paradise recaps from you? Uh, yeah, of course I'm gonna. 
I'm going to do that. I, I don't, I think I've made the rule that I won't Snapchat recap anything that I'm on, though. Just <laughs> that I seems don't reasonable. Because I'll just make fun of myself the whole time. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's super self-deprecating. That's understandable. So one question about The Bachelorette that, that I'm curious about. If there had been no Chad on this season, which we can only dream about, who do you think would have gotten the villain edit? There's always someone who gets a villain edit. Who would have been the villain? I don't know. Uh, Alex is a combative dude, so I could see him getting into spats with people. I don't know. Luke might have been ostracized only because Luke would keep to himself. Luke is a great, awesome dude, Uh, but he would very much keep to himself and was like doing his own thing. And like, that's what kind of annoyed everyone in the beginning with Chad was that like he wouldn't work out with anybody else except for Daniel and um, (laughs) and like really wouldn't kind of like hang out with the group and like kind of be a part of the whole thing Um, because it's the show is about your relationships, one with the girl and then also your relationship with all the guys. Right, you and guys are spending so much time together. So much time. And and to be honest with you, like it's an important it's an important thing to see how your boyfriend is interacting with other people, right? Like you don't want to take home the guy who like cannot talk to your siblings or something because they're like really weirdly socially inept. Um who else? Daniel maybe because just Daniel just is weird and said weird things we all said that um daniel wasn't really from canada that he was from mars um like oh the air the oxygen on your planet is very nice i like it here the atmosphere is so wonderful we were like this guy is not from canada this guy's from mars yeah and he just thinks he just thinks that we just assume that that's what Canadians sound like in America. <laughs> no, I was confused. Like, I, I went to school in Canada, and I was like, I've met a lot of Canadians, and I have certainly never met a Canadian like Daniel. Yeah. My- or, like, one that sounds like that. He sounds like a caricature of <laughs> yeah, a Canadian. Like, like, like if, I was, if I was a cast member on SNL and I was trying to do, like, a Canadian skit, I would do that voice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needed to add in a few more A's. No, but... he said it all the time. Oh, all the time oh, with yeah. the A's. A? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did give us some of the best one-liners. We really appreciated his whole Mussolini Hitler exchange with Chad. That was I a real highlight. That too. Yeah. I really, I love that, and I loved his exit, uh, where he's like, obviously she's not into like really good-looking guys, and then like pans to me, and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh god. Yeah, I've been I was very frustrated by all of the response to Daniel and Chad that they were just super funny guys who said funny things. And it's really just that they were saying violent scary things and we all laughed at it. But that's not really the same as comedy. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what we do in awkward situations, right? You're like, ha, ha, okay. Yeah. And then like, that's like what that was. It's like an evolutionary mechanism to diffuse situations that are scary. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I was always the one trying to like calm things down. Um, and I remember I would always say like, hey guys, remember our parents are watching this, you know, like 
And that didn't change anything <laughs> at all. They're like, whatever, I don't care. And I realized later why that that wasn't a very good like um, cautionary tale because Chad's mom had passed away uh, a couple months prior to filming, and I, I I felt really bad for Chad. He was just in a he had no business being in that world. Um, especially like so soon after his, his mom had passed. I remember having a long conversation with him. I, I tried to keep him as a friend because I didn't want him to murder me in my sleep <laughs> at night. But he finally, he like opened up to me one day about his mom passing. And he was like, you know, I, I really don't have a lot of friends. And the only person I really open up to is my mom. And now she's gone. And I was like, and I could relate to that because I'm a mama's boy too. And I was like, man, that, that is really heartbreaking and like i know obviously i'm never going to i can never be your mother but like if you want to talk about stuff like you can come you can come to me um and it was like this really like human moment that i had with chad um and unfortunately that i don't think we were ever even on camera when that conversation was happening but um but here's the deal like everyone has had tragedy and heartbreak in their life and that sucks, but that's not an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I agree we with agree. that. I actually was getting really crazy about it when everyone was saying, oh, Chad, his mom died um, because my mom actually passed away when I was a kid. And I was like, no one was letting me threaten to murder people. <laughs> you know, it's it's not an excuse to do whatever you want. It's just something you have to cope with and in a healthy way that doesn't hurt people. <laughs> it was always weird to me. I remember having a conversation about it, maybe after he left. Uh, like I've lost people too, right? Um, I think everyone has, but I've lost some family members really, really close to me. And when that happens, like for the, a normal person, you realize how important like every moment is with other people. And you try to not take those moments for granted. And it's, it was weird to me that like he had lost someone so close to him and he realized like how finite the time we have with people is. And he still used the time on the show to like make enemies instead of friends that I couldn't comprehend that part of him. And I think that was his social ineptitude weighing in. Yeah, it seems like maybe The Bachelorette just wasn't quite the right place for him yeah I would well I'm sure it was great for ABC because they yeah. got a lot of entertainment value out yeah. of it but maybe not so good for he got his own trailer beings. out of it I was like this is sending a really bad message and he's he's gotten a lot of Twitter followers so that he can say yeah. really gross misogynist things on Twitter yeah to all of his fans so um, do you guys follow him uh yeah yes. I don't follow him <laughs> but I do like check in on his Twitter feed yeah, once we in check a while. In. We check in. I don't like to see that unless I'm, you know, choosing to. Yeah, I don't actually follow him. <laughs> um, I don't want to add to the follower count. Yeah, but we, we did check in the other day and saw him, you know, railing against women that say they like to travel because obviously that just means they're looking for a rich man to fund their yeah. life. Oh, so. here's a recent tweet from Chad 11 hours ago. After stealing Jen from Daryl, Hope from God. Robbie, Aaron R. from Jordan. Maybe I should steal at Wells Adams radio show. Hashtag I know, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, good luck with wow. that, Chad. Um, yeah, it's not, you guys know, it's really not 
easy to do a radio show. I'm not, I don't want to fall prey to this whole, like, everyone's trying to get Chad on the podcast. And I'm like, we're not going to give him a forum. You know who you should talk to? Who? Evan Bass is one of the funniest human beings on the planet. I would talk to Evan. Yeah, we would definitely have Evan on. After the way that, that Evan got slapped in the face by the crowd at Men Tell All, I'm like here for Evan. I'm okay, here so for you, Evan. I, yeah, I kind of want to talk about Evan for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about Evan. I think there's a lot to dig into there. Okay, I am really, really annoyed that like the American public hates on Evan so much and they call him like a a weasel and a tattletale and a weakling and all this stuff. But for me, um, and, and I get, and I get praised because I didn't commit and I didn't like, um, I, I, I didn't get in the fight really. Right. And people are like, you know, you stayed out of the drama. Good for you. But when I look back on it, Evan, obviously couldn't best Chad in like a war of um, muscle or brawn, right? But he could best him in a war of intellect, which he did in spades on that um, on that sex talk date. And I thought that took a lot of freaking courage. And it annoys me when people call Evan like a wimp or a weakling. I think that Evan was one of the most courageous guys on the show. You know, you can't fault a guy for just being like, honest i guess so that's my spiel on evan yeah oh that makes a lot of sense and i think often there's like a i mean there's so many weird gendered things on (laughs) the bachelor and the bachelorette but i think when a contestant isn't you know one of the front runners any emotion that they show is often framed in a way that it's negative or weak versus natural because you're spending time with other people and probably you're going to have emotions yeah, it it is. It's a little bit sexist, a lot bit sexist, the way that Evan has been discussed by a lot of viewers. And it really drives me crazy. Like the idea that it's OK for Chad to threaten to punch him because it's just words. But Evan can't poke fun at his over like his steroid or that those use things because, are, are even comparable right but that Evan that like, Evan can't poke fun at his steroid use because it's gonna upset Chad to be made fun of like that doesn't make any sense but it is this this idea that yeah that real men punch people and, right and then that that's just something that men do and it can't be controlled yeah. sort of so and like moral courage is is a thing yeah so we would love to have evan yeah on the podcast is what we're saying yeah you should he's and he's really funny too um i i i really do like that guy a lot i hope he's really funny because we still want him to explain his really troubling list of deal breakers from his questionnaire <laughs> I mean, yeah, chipped I that, nail that, polish that, that primed us a little bit against him chipped <laughs> nail polish i mean yeah okay. Okay, can I can I shed some light on those questionnaires? <laughs> please, a little bit? please do. Okay, so because I got kind of roasted too because I said um, I didn't love pizza and people like freaked out about that. Okay, people, um, people are morons. Well, like, it, well, we did we did poke fun of. I think, no, it's about and it's. I, I was I fine with the, that. I was just upset that you would never get a cat because I have a cat, and when oh. we get married, it's going to be really tough for you. I'm sorry. It's um. I'm allergic to them. That's the thing. I yeah, so am I. It's really difficult. Anyway, go yeah. on. So 
when we filled those questionnaires out, we were drunk. Like we, <laughs> we <laughs> like, knew you were drunk at some point. Yeah. I That's was drunk great. the entire time. I was aggressively drunk. I used to bartend <laughs> back in the day. So um, like my role in the house was I love to cook and I used to bartend. So I would cook for a lot of people. And then I would also play bartender a lot. And I made a rule. I was the first. Well, Jordan technically was the first rose given because he got the first impression rose. But then I was the first rose given at a group date. So I got wasted that night, mainly because I think that like I had no water in my body because I'd sweated it all out during that fireman day. And then I had like one drink and I just got super wasted. So I made the rule (laughs) that if you got a rose during the week, like before a rose ceremony, you had to get drunk. And I had to get you drunk with one of my famous old fashions. Um, and so because I was the bartender and people were getting roses every single week, um, I would get drunk with whoever got got the, uh, the rose. So I think everyone was like, this guy is a very high-functioning alcohol- <laughs> alcoholic. The Snapchats yeah, so, are really helping with that perception. I know, and I know it's it's weird that people, yeah, like me, like me wasted. <laughs> My mother is like, oh god. So you're saying Evan just got really drunk and then decided that he hated chipped nail polish. I think he was. Tr- I think he got drunk and was trying, thinking he was being funny, and <laughs> it just came across as uh, like weird, or I don't know. Really, like maybe yeah. very picky. Yeah, it, 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 it did seem an, an, an odd deal breaker to say the least. It's tough being a woman. <laughs> Everyone's different, and uh, we're excited to have Evan on one of these. Yeah, days. and really, you know, work through this. With yeah, him. And, uh, uh, and we're excited to see you both, maybe uh, in Mexico. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe we'll or see. people who look just like you. Yeah, just like real. There's, just I really know similar. that there's like a really skinny, curly headed <laughs> dude that is on that show, but I don't know his name. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait um, and watch. Thank you so much for talking with us today. This yeah, is- this has been really fantastic. Um, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us about. The Bachelor. If you're ever in New York, you'll have to come back on. I know. I, I haven't been in New York in a while. I would love to uh, come up there and visit with you guys. But thank you so much for having me, Claire and Emma and Nick. This was really fun. Yeah, we had a great time. And definitely any time you want to come back on. <laughs> okay. Open invitation. You. All right. If you're, in, if you're ever in Nashville, you can come on my radio show. I'll, I'll repay the favor. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, we're booking a ticket yeah, right now. We'll be there soon. Come on. <laughs> And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. All right. The return of Chad to our TV screens obviously meant the return of a lot of feminism fails. First of all, Chad using Grant and the other dude's exes as cheap pawns in his gross power plays on TV. Ugh, just ugh. I think I'm just going to give everything an ugh as a rating this week. Five ugh. Yeah. (laughs) And then 
Alex calls Derek a pussy willow and just generally berates him for being sensitive and having emotions, that gets another five. Because actually men are allowed to express emotions. They're human beings. That's actually a good thing and not something that we should be shitting all over. It's ironic because Alex had a flower name and if Derek wants one, he's a pussy willow. I think I see what he's doing there. Yeah, it's clever. Uh, Next, Chad calls Evan Yvonne. Wait, uh, just, ugh, like, stop. It's not clever, and no one is impressed by you. Five. And then Daniel and Chad generally mock all of the men for being sensitive, not just Derek. Uh, As though, again, having feelings is a fatal character flaw. I think Daniel and Chad just need to go... Mussolini it out, have some protein powder and, you know, call it a day off of our television screens. Yeah, just enough from them. We're going to skip the tweet of the week for now because obviously you are all tweeting about politics instead. But definitely bring it for the finale next week. And uh, yeah, we look forward to it. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, the incomparable Wells Adams. And as always, thanks to our producer, Nick Offenberg. Do you want to make our day, our week, even our life? Here's something. Find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show rises on the iTunes chart, which helps other people find our show. In related news, Here to Make Friends is now on Facebook. Please like us. We love to be liked. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to recap the finale with Olivia. Don't miss it. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 